0: Proverbs chapter six, let's go first to chapter 30 in verse 25, I'll read one verse there. Let's go to Proverbs 30 first, Proverbs 30, and then we'll come back to Proverbs six. I have gotten intrigued with this study so much so that I assure you uh, what I brought with me today as far as the message, because the more I studied it, the bigger it got and the sweeter it got. Don't make me do this alone this morning. Yeah, the sweeter it got, and therefore all I brought was the introduction and the first point. That's all I've got in my Bible. I left the rest of it at home because I didn't even wanna be enticed to get into the other because we have a Jubilee prayer meeting at two o'clock today and I wouldn't get out in enough time to even get a bite to eat before. Uh, That's just how sweet that it is. God knows what we need when we need it the most. And uh, Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 25 first, the ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Then if you go back in the book of wisdom, Proverbs chapter six, Proverbs chapter six, and we'll begin with verse six. Proverbs chapter six and verse six. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. Many times throughout scripture, uh, the word of God compares us the different figures in nature. God compares saved people to sheep and to cattle and to eagles. Do you know God even has comparison for us when we were lost? Lost people he can, he compares to goats and to dogs and to swine because of the characteristic of those figures in his creation And when we are saved, we take on certain characteristics. When we're lost, we have certain characteristics and those are displayed in God's creation. But the ant is only mentioned two times in your Bible, just twice, both in the book of Proverbs. You knew that, didn't you? Good, you've already learned something. So it's just twice in your Bible. We read both accounts today. But do you know, not only is it not mentioned a lot, but the importance of it is great because even though God compares us to many figures in nature, the ant is the only figure in nature that the ant is compared to people. Did you get that? In other words, people are like eagles. Christians are like eagles. Christians are like sheep but ants are like people. Well, where do you get that? I read it to you, the ants are a (laughs) people. It's it's the only place that's ever mentioned where God compares one of his creation to us as individuals. And he says a lot of our characteristics that we have being children of God, he has created the ant to be a, a duplicate of what we are to be as well. So when I looked at this and started studying with it, it's important apparently, because first of all, he says in Proverbs 6, 6, go to the ant, the word go literally means walk with. So we are to walk with the ant. Then he says, consider her ways. And when we consider her ways, we're not only to walk with the ant, we're to watch the ant. So the past few weeks, I don't know if you battle with ants or not. I am confident that I built my house on ant hills. So I've learned a little bit about ants. And, uh, and, and the more that I've done, and I've watched them a lot the past few days, the more rain you get, the more the ants work, different types of ants. You probably know that, and this brings the first point there are a number of varieties of ants. So first, I wanna look at the a variety of ants. There are 10,000 species of ants. Are you ready? I'm gonna give you all of them right now because you seem like you're just enjoying yourself so much this morning. I think I'll just read the list to you. 10,000 species of ants. But out of those 10,000, they are really broken down into groups of about eight or nine depending on what scientific basis that you follow, but there's eight or nine basic groups. I'm not even gonna deal with all eight or nine. I just wanna deal with enough this morning to give you some idea why God says that we need to consider the ant and the lessons that we can learn Are learning from the ant is the subject that I'm looking at. I'll start it today, Lord willing, I'll end it on Wednesday night and maybe next Sunday and maybe the next Wednesday, we'll go from there. But let's think about the, the different, when I think about the varieties of ant, there is, first of all, there's a group known as the conquering ants. The conquering ant, conquering ants go into another colony and they they raid the colony, they attack the colony, they invade the colony, but they're not out to kill the other ants. They go for a specific reason. They are looking for the tiny babies, pupas what it's called, the, the little ones live in, it's almost like a cocoon. And they go in and they take them captive and they carry them back to their nest. So they conquer another colony to bring the little ones out back to their colony, not to force them to work, but to allow them to become a part of their family, to make their family bigger and better. Now you gotta have your thinking cap on or this won't mean anything for you. You know, that's exactly what happened to us. We were in the devil's colony, but somebody came to where we were and as a baby took us out and planted us just because they wanted the family to be bigger. I don't know if you're content with this church or not, but I'm not content with it at all. I think there's a lot of people that we need to still bring into the house of God and into the family of God, not because Rubyville needs a name, but it's just because we want the family to be bigger. So there are conquering ants. You'll have to fight sometimes to take them captive and bring. If you think the devil is going to just throw his hands up and say, there you go, I want you to go ahead and reach my loved ones for Christ and bring them into the family of God, you're wrong, he's going to fight you. But our intention is not trying to do damage others. It's trying to bring people into the family of God. And that's what we're, we're trying to do here this morning. I look around, I see new families here today. I have no idea if you're a Christian or not a Christian, but I'll say this unashamedly. My goal this morning is to see you repent of your sins and come out of the grips of Satan and join the mighty family of God. There are conquering ants, There are harvester ants. I love this. You know what harvester ants do? They go out and they they gather seed. And they hide the seed in a special chamber inside the nest. And then they, they, they break down the husk of the seed to get to the kernel of the seed. And they chew that up to make pulp. And boy, this is so good, you can't make it up. When I looked at it, do you know what the pulp is called? Bread, ant bread. So they get a seed, pull the seed in, chew the seed up, make the pulp, and it becomes bread for them to live on. Are you born again today? Do you know how you're born again? You're not born again of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Do you know what happens when you become a Christian? You take the incorruptible seed, that's the word of God, and you start chewing on it. And the more you chew on it, the more it becomes bread. And man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we have this wonderful bread, the living bread that we can eat. The older folks here in this church will remember an old preacher by the name of Andrew Workman. And Andrew Workman, he used to preach and he'd say something like this. He said, I remember when I was a sinner and somebody came and told me about the bread of life. He said, I took a bite off the bread of life. I've been chewing on it ever since and the more I chew it, the bigger it gets. You know what he's saying? We let Christ come into our life and the more that we love him and the more we feed on his word, the greater he gets in our life. There's the conquering ant. There are harvester ants. There are also dairy ants. I found this interesting. Dairy ants have a different diet. They, they live chiefly on a sugary liquid. It's called honeydew. And they have to find this honeydew. now. They, they live on that, they, they, they love it. They can't get enough of it. They search out plant lice and these plant lice, what they do, they settle on a plant and they suck the sap, this plant lice, sucks the sap out of the plant, the sugar, the sweetness. And they suck out so much that they don't know when to stop. So they suck out more than they need. So they discard the excess. And what they discard is called honeydew. So these ants find these lice and they look for those little drops of honeydew and they suck up that honeydew. They love it so much that in the winter time, they will take the eggs of plant lice into their nest. And in the spring, they'll carry the eggs of the plant lice back out to a plant that they know has a lot of sugar in it and sweetness in it and lay the eggs so that when they hatch, they can immediately start sucking out the sweetness and dropping off the honeydew to make their life sweeter day by day. Well, still, why do they call them dairy ants? Well, they also follow a group known as aphids and with aphids it's the strangest thing aphids too suck up that sweet sugary uh, sap that's inside of plants and inside of insects as well and they'll they'll suck that sweetness out but they don't drop off in excess what they do ants these these special ants will come along and they will begin to stroke with their antenna, they will stroke the aphid. Do you know what they call it? They milk the aphid. That's why they're called dairy ants. They're like, they're like milk cow farmers. They know they take it in, but they've, they've got to milk them to get it out. So they learn how to stroke those aphids to get the sweetness back out of them. You know, that's exactly what we ought to do. We ought to get so close to the Lord and tell him, Lord, I know that you're full of sweetness. Oh, come and taste of the Lord and see that he is good. And if we start to love the Lord and tell him how wonderful he is, and we start to love him, you know what he'll do? He'll give us more milk, the milk of his word, and pour more sweetness out on us, constantly pouring it out. Do you have time for one more? Okay, one more. My watch is broke. Seriously, <laughs> it's broke. Uh, there are also honey ants and they're known as honey pots. Now, it sounds a lot like the dairy ants, but there's a difference. Let me tell the difference between a dairy ant and a honey ant a dairy ant gets the honeydew and a honey ant goes after the honeydew but here's the difference the dairy ant only wants the sweetness for themselves they they just they just they're in it for them but these honey ants or honey pot ants they they they're entirely different They go get the honeydew and they bring it back to the nest to give to the workers. So when they find something sweet, they bring it back and give it to the workers. They give it to a particular group of workers that's known as repletes, R-E-P-L-E-T-E-S. Repletes are living storage tanks they find these workers that are replete that says, I want honey. And the more they want honey, the more they bring them. Now, if they act like they don't want it, they don't bring it. See, like right now, I'm gonna stop right now if you don't act like you want more. No need to bring it if you don't want it. No need to study, no need to pray, no need to preach if you don't want it. 20 of you can stay, the rest of you feel free to go on to Sunday school. Do you want it? Let me tell you how bad they want it. They take in so much honeydew that they get so fat they can't walk. And what they do is that they will hang from the ceiling of one of the cells in the chamber. They fill themselves up with honey and then they hang from the ceiling of that chamber, if you will, and they hang down low enough, they're so fat that other workers that are busy working, that they're not like the repletes, they don't just store it up. They they still need the energy though, and if they have to go out and get it, that means less work can be done because they're spending their time looking for the honeydew. So what these do, God has arranged them until they're hanging there full of honey. And if an ant needs enough energy to keep working, it just runs up and taps the replete. And honey drops down in its mouth. Thank God I know that even though there's some people that'll spit lemon juice on you, there's some people that's full of honey that all you gotta do is just tap them. And if you tap them, there's something sweet gonna come off of them. They stay full. Thank God for the other workers that just need enough to keep going and keep working. But there's those that are completely full and they're overflowing. Do you know what I pray? Lord, give me some of the fattest people ever in Rubyville. I mean so full of heavenly honey that if you get close to them and bump them, you'll get gooey all over you. And people will say, man, those folks act like they love going to church, and they love the word of God, and they love hearing the word of God, and they love praising God. Life is full of bitterness and hard times, but I wanna remind you, God makes life sweet enough to keep us going. No matter what we're facing, we know where to tap and who to tap to find the sweetness that we need. Are you a honeypot? (laughs) There's some people, they're just overflowing. Yeah, Denver, don't tap, don't tap Ernestine. You'll get some on you today. She's full, she's overflowing. She came to go to church. I wish somebody helped me preach this. Sometimes you just gotta find somebody that's full and you may be carrying the load of life, but if you just sit down beside of them for a few minutes. Jacob, you better not tap Tim. You go over and tap him, you'll get some on you. In fact, Tim don't just hang around. Sometimes he runs around and slaps it on you. Every now and then, we just have to find somebody that we just have to get up close to. Say, hey, I need a little bit of that. It's not that you're gonna be like them, it's just you're gonna find something sweet to help you make it through the bitter times of life. Hey, hey, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. up, Thank you, thank you. Didn't mean to be so bossy. I'm just in the spirit. (laughs) Praise God. Look at there, Wayne's squeezing a honey pot. Is there somebody that you'd like to just go over and give him a big hug right now and say, I just want you to know how sweet you are. Well, look at that. Honey pots all over the place. I don't see much hugging going on over here. Your honeypot, squeeze one another. Just, I mean, just tap one another. Maybe that's the hug that somebody needs today to get them through another day and to help them on down the road. Praise God. Pray I love you. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God, it takes, it takes all of us, folks. The workers, the workers, they've gotta have a little bit of sugar to keep going. The ones in the battle, they need a little something to help them get on down the road another day. Every now and then you just gotta tap them. Just, tap, just pat them on the back, just tap them. Honey pots. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. You may be here today feeling like life is so hard and so terrible and you don't have anything worth living for and anything to go on for, but I'm here to tell you there's sweetness in the Lord. Sweetness in the Lord that you can find nowhere else. You can find it in him. Praise God, praise God. You got a song, come sing something, praise God. If you're here today without the Lord, we're trying to get you to be a part of this great family. You know, you don't have to write your name down. You don't have to pledge so much money. You don't have to make some type of commitment of all the things you're gonna do. All you gotta do is just come to Jesus and say, Lord, I want out of the devil's camp and I wanna live among your people and I want to be a child of God. He'll save you you're discouraged today. You may know someone going through it. Why don't you go and just put a little honey on them today? Be a blessing to them.